The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become, uh-oh, some of our spiritual reflections, sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but it's better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. Yeah, the review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. In regards to the media, that is a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. Get it? Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I'll tell you why right now. Ready? Ready? I have the face for it. That's right. I have the face for radio. There you go. That's why That's why I have a radio show. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Wow, that's 10,800 half seconds, but we've already lost a few of those. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, God does things in our lives very specifically. Here's a question. Do we see the very specific things that God does? Ooh. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness you just reach out to us. It's super easy. You can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You probably want to put a seatbelt on, though, because when you make that call, 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. That's right. Talking to Dynamite D is like getting a present you wanted, but you never told anybody what it was. That is cool. Very cool. You can also, by the way, text us during the show. Isn't that fun? 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also send us an email, david at org. That's david 
at hemustincrease.org. Very simple to do. You can drive by the studio on your bicycle. We can't see you. We're in the middle of a building. I'm just telling you. Additionally, we always send you up to the website. There's a couple reasons for that. The main thing there is on the website, there are praise and prayer report. Like, they're little forms. Like, you click a button, you fill it out. You can keep it confidential. You can make it public. It can be a praise report. It can be a prayer request. It can be anything. Maybe you do have the recipe that Dynamite D and I are looking for for the best apple pie and ice cream that there's on the planet. Maybe don't you tell do. me, Dave. I'm telling you. It could be right there in your hand. We're just waiting for it. Bottom line. Reach out to us. We'll be glad to reach out back to you or certainly commit and come alongside you and be a part of your Christian journey. Additionally, on the website is a very important element. That's called give. Now, we don't like talking about giving. You're like, yeah, but you talk about it all the time. Well, first of all, I'm Jewish. I get to talk about giving as much as I want. All right? I'm a Baptocostal Jewish guy. So leave me alone. Number two, it's important for us to be able to do the things that we're doing, and I just uh, don't make enough money. I was really laughing the other day. I said, I don't have a jet. In fact, I don't even have a jet. Uh, see, see the jet. Uh, see the same. But uh, here's the bottom line. When you give, we give you something super cool, a receipt. That's all you get because you're giving, investing into the kingdom of God. That's all we're asking you to do. If you can't give it as unto the Lord, please don't give it to us because we want the money that's dedicated unto the Lord for the purpose of his kingdom. Check it out on the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Wait, that was it? Shorty. That was a short one. Okay, I say that's Mickey Mouse hitting Donald Duck in the face with a pancake. While doing backward flips. See, because he said Donald Duck. Donald didn't duck because he's a duck, and then he got hit by it. See? I can see that. There you go. Uh, that's right. Let's see if you guys can come up with something more original. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Uh, a couple things to remind you of. Don't forget to be praying for Dynamite D and as well Don, who owns this station, and as well Jen, who is the coordinator of all things in this station. There is no station without Jen. Let's just, I mean, I'm just telling you, it doesn't run without her. And then, of course, we continue to need wisdom because we always need wisdom because it's me, so I need wisdom. And then uh, additionally, on top of that, make sure you're praying for the audience. When you're hearing people, when you hear people call in, and even if they're just answering a trivia, you know, if you're sensitive enough, you might find out that the Lord might want you to put them on your, on your heart and pray for them. That's all part of this process of caring for one another taking care of one another, blessing one another, encouraging one another as we see the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. And if you are not sure, I'm going to help you out. It is very close and much closer than yesterday. And if things keep going the way they are, I'll say that again tomorrow. Is today Thursday? Today is Thursday, right? Today is Thursday. All day? All day for the next how many hours? Okay. (laughs) Good to know. 
Second Corinthians we jumped into last week. We had a great time in there, some really good material. We're going to jump right back into it. I don't want to miss any of this. This is a book that's rarely taught, and we want to go through it piece by piece, and there's just a lot to it. In the next segment, we'll be praying for the audience specifically, but not quite yet. Let's look at this in Second Corinthians chapter 1, and we are at verse 6. It says this. It says, are you ready? If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which accomplishes in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we experience. You read stuff like this and you go, okay, I know there's a play on words here because he's saying something and it doesn't sound like it's all that fun and I kind of want to know what he's talking about. What's he talking about? What he's saying is when they go through afflictions as the apostles, as the leaders, as the coordinators of the church, as the church was being established, they they are doing it so that they can understand the affliction and the process to get through it. And that's for the people at the church. That's for their comfort. And you think, well, how is that? And that is because they've gone through it, they can then comfort those who go through it. In other words, the things that you go through, even though they seem exceedingly unique to you with your personalized signature and how it impacts you is, in fact, very personalized, There is the opportunity throughout the rest of your journey in the kingdom of God here on earth for you to encounter somebody that will need to be comforted the way that you understand it as you have been through it. And I'll say it even differently. You go through the fire and come out the other end so you can help those who are going through the fire. There it is. I mean, that's what, what, what? That's exactly what Jesus did for us, exactly what he expects of us. He puts upon us the continuation of his ministry with the Holy Spirit inside of us, making proclamation to the gospel that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ. And when we go through stuff, it accomplishes something that God really wants to accomplish that nobody likes to talk about, and that's called patient endurance. It's not even endurance. Just endurance is kind of like, okay, got to keep going. And just patience is like, oh, yeah, that's that trial I keep having with the Lord. This is the combo. (laughs) It's patient endurance. Oh, my goodness. That's two of those together. Stop putting things together. And so Paul, when he writes, he goes, if we're afflicted, it's for your comfort and salvation. If we're comforted, it is for your comfort, which accomplishes in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we experienced. And our hope for you is sure because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so you will also share in our comforts. He's like, look, I know you're going through it. I know you're going through the mill. I know that trial is terrible. I know the feelings it generates. And Paul did know. He did know. He did understand. He understood all. You don't think he understood. It's like you really get into it. You understand that Barnabas and and Paul, they had a higher level of loneliness than Peter and James, some of the other apostles. They were by themselves. It's hard. 
I was like, I know this stuff, but you know what? We get through it. We go through it. God gets us through it, and he lets us go through it so we can grow, so we can develop patient endurance, and so we can help other people who are about to go through it. And what happens, I'll just, let me just throw this in here. What happens is we jobinate it. Is that, is that, that's not really a word, is it? Jobinate? That one I haven't heard. But. No, it's like jobination or jobinate. What we do is we think the trial is some massive judgment, this, whatever, in particular, only for us. Nobody else knows what's going on. It's just our universe, oh, my goodness, kind of attitude. Well, God is doing something and putting it in the book for everybody to know. <laughs> so we think it's just all about our little world and our little universe. And God's like going, this is for the entire universe. In fact, all living things will see this. And what I'm trying to say by that is that your trial, though difficult, though personal, is not necessarily private the way that you and I would define privacy. God uses what we go through to help other people get through. What's really cool, if we could catch it, is that he has enough confidence in us to get through it that we can help other people to get through it. And that's God speaking of his confidence in us, which is kind of cool. A little bit of bragging going on there, just like with Job. Interesting. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. The David Spoon Experience. This is really, really important. Who do people say that Christ is? Now listen to this. Some people think he's kind of like a John the Baptist-y guy who's just a wild guy who goes out there and, you know, uh, dressed up weird and has weird things to say. This is what the world thinks. Some people think, and in the other passage, he's like Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the great prophets. And it doesn't matter what any of those people think. It doesn't matter what... It matters what you think, and that's the ultimate answer. It's like, what do you think? Who do you say I am? And that's the answer you have to have. And so he says, you are the Christ, Jesus. And then Jesus' response is, blessed are you because you know this. And we're all looking for blessings from you know, Cracker Jack boxes and lotto tickets and winning free pizzas and the whole thing. And it's like, dude, you're blessed just because you know who Jesus is. Matthew 16, 17 says this. Jesus answered, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Here's what I want you to get. This is why this is a cool little teaching. 
Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that he is the Son of the living God, that he is the Christ himself? Do you believe he is the Messiah? If you believe that, humanity did not teach you that. You did not capture that or catch that. It was revealed to you. Same word for revealed is to pull the layer back so it can be seen or understood. It's kind of like opened up or it's a revealing process is really what it is. And the revealer is God Almighty. For you to believe that Jesus is the Christ means that God, the king of the universe, in your personal life, pulled back the covers in your mind and said, look. And you went, wow. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's a really good fill. You guys, I mean, that was a good fill. You guys, whenever you hear that again, you need to listen to that. That's really that was good. That's good for me to hear. I need that. Uh, here's your first trivia question. What was the name of the father of James and John, the disciples? The disciples. What was the name of the father of James and John? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210. 8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we're going to do our DNA because we want to make sure that we do DNA because DNA is important to do because doing DNA is doing, doing DNA and doing DNA is important. Does that, that make sense? Not really. Always. Yeah, sure. Uh, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Spend some time with the Lord. Spend some time with the Lord. Wait, I have to know this. Joy, Ann, and Cordelia, how did you know what Al answered? <laughs> Al answered as a joke, and they guessed that he answered as a joke. This this audience is just like, wow, that's uh, just as bizarre as it can be. Uh, anyway, uh, D, draw closer to the Lord daily, 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 daily. Doesn't matter how much, just some, right? Sometime, right? Jesus got up early before everybody else, spent time with the Father. There you go. Uh, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, 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 never. How often? Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Ever, 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 ever. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which does mean other people. Like when we pray, I'm telling you, if you will watch your own if you will just evaluate yourself, like you're praying to the Lord, when you pray for yourself and you're petitioning and you got it going, you know what I'm saying? You got some good, you know, you're believing the Lord and you're doing this, doing this. And then you, in that moment, bring anybody else in. You watch your own faith uptick. It goes up a little notch. And see, that's how it's designed. That when you pray for others, you have that much more faith, a little bit more faith. And it's like, well, why is that? Because others are important. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. That's why. So that's what our DNA is. Draw closer to the Lord daily, D, and never be ashamed of Jesus' words. 
and A, always be ready to serve. A, okay? All right. Back to the trivia question. Back to the teaching. So much to do. So much. Uh, what was the name of the father of James and John? I'm going to tell you right now that I don't know how Joyen and Cordelia were on to Al on that one, but he did answer before anybody else with the answer, Dad. <laughs> so, so did they guess what he said? Uh, they guessed what he said as a joke before. Wow. I mean, it's just like you guys are like, that's scary. Uh, all right, let's go. Uh, oh, wait. If you know uh, what the answer is, 972 445 You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to pray for the audience. We're going to pray for my brother, too. My brother had a little bit of an incident last night, a little health incident. Uh, he did not end up in the hospital. Well, he went to the hospital but didn't end up being checked in, as far as I know, because he's really fast on texting back. Okay, that was sarcasm, if you were trying to figure that out. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's really bad at texting back. Anyway, I want to just pray for him and the audience for health. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We adore you. We are so blessed to be your kids. It's just amazing how you bless us and how you love us and how you protect us, and we're just so unaware. We're just unaware. And Lord God, we just ask you in the name of Jesus that you would touch my brother Billy. He's the one that brought me close to you. He's the one that helped me make the, see that, that truth. You, he was the vessel you used. And of course, I want you to bless him. And I want you to heal him. And I want you to touch him. And not just in his body, but because he's my brother, I can say in his mind as well. And we pray for the other people that are listening, people who have really tough relationships, people who are having emotional struggles, people who are struggling physically. Please, Lord, of all the things that we ask, the most important thing is that you touch these people, our brothers and our sisters, in you, because you are our dad. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so we have our trivia question out there. You can answer the best you can. Da, ba, 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 ba. Got a lot of stuff going on. It's really good, though. No, all of it's really good so far. Okay, listen to this. This I could do two hours on this, and I'm not going to be able to, so just bear with me, okay? Verse 8 of 2 Corinthians, and probably one of my absolute favorite portions of all we do not want you to be unaware brothers about the hardships we encountered in the province of asia we were under a burden far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired even of life indeed we felt we were under the sentence of death in order that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. <laughs> the Lord will never give you more than you can handle. No, it says the Lord will never allow you to be tempted without there being an opportunity to be escaping from it. It does not say he will never give you more that you can handle because in fact... This passage makes it absolutely clear that they were in hardships that were beyond their ability to endure. I mean, that's just like, uh, this is so bad, we cannot take it. Listen how bad it is. How bad is it? We felt like we were under the sentence of death. I, I just think that's it's as far deep as you got to go. And then he tells you why. And this is what I love about this. This is what I love about Second Corinthians. In order 
that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God. And so the whole principle of this passage, it's so brilliant. Oh, I love scripture. All right, it's this way. Follow this. It's so unbelievably impossible that only a miracle can be... Exactly. That's the intent. Do you think that when the children of Israel got to the Red Sea, they were all going, we can do this. All right, everybody blow really hard. I don't think that opened up the water. (laughs) I think it was like, oh, Lord. (laughs) He's like, go forward. I'll take care of it. Go. And it's like in our hearts and minds, we have to understand there are times the Lord goes, "Ah, it's beyond you, isn't it? Yeah, up here, up here. And whenever you give it to the Lord, I just want to make this point so this might help you mentally. Whenever you give it to the Lord, it becomes his battle, not yours. Now, who wins? Well, I can tell you who never loses. That's God. So just give it to God. It's his battle. You Okay, it's all you. You, you, you. Big Colossians, just take care of it. There you go. All on you. So listen to what he says, and then we'll get to the call. Listen to this. We do not want you to be unaware, brothers, about the hardships we encountered in the province of Asia. We were under a burden far beyond our ability to endure. We couldn't handle it. We couldn't handle it. We were despairing even of life. We felt we were under the sentence of death in order that we would not trust in ourselves but in God. you got to say hallelujah. Have to. Yeah, how do you not? All right, let's have the caller come on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, you're talking to you're talking to Cordelia. Hi, Cordelia. How are you? I'm I'm fine, thank you. Always wonderful to hear from you. I just want you to know that. Just always, and the, uh, that you guys answered Al's thing is too funny. That is too funny that you guys did that. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I actually Joy was more in, but I, I, I thought she said something else besides that. Well, I think that's hysterical. I she had another answer besides. All right, uh, all right, you okay. you ready to answer this? What was? Uh, yeah, I think I'm right, but I'm not sure. Uh, go ahead. I I have confidence in you. What was the name of the father of James and John? Uh, Zebedee. Correct, Amanda. Another brilliant answer by Cordelia, stepping up and going, looky here, excellent job. His name was Zebedee. Many people said the big Z guy. That's right, Zebedee. Excellent yeah, I, job. I thought she said that to you over the phone. I said, you didn't say Zebedee. <laughs> you are fantastic. Can I talk to you? You got you got twenty seconds. You got twenty seconds. Okay. Just thank you. We just know Al. We love Al. <laughs> we can anticipate his every joke. But anyway, love you all. Bless you. We'll let you get back on to the next segment. Okay. Thank, <laughs> thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you, you both so much. Thanks. God bless Bye-bye. you. Okay. You too. Bye bye. That's the kind of people we have. See, you can't get that in a regular plus we do weird stuff. Always. You know, it's just that way. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
the David Spoon Experience. So there's teaching in the church. Most of you, if you're familiar with the shepherding movement, just so you can know, Bob Mumford and Derek Prince, people who were uh, influential in the church, came up with this idea of the shepherding movement, that the, the shepherd is responsible for the people, and because the shepherd is responsible for the people, the shepherd should have authority to help them make decisions in life. Initially, the idea is good in the sense of making good decisions, moral decisions, so on and so forth, but it quickly grew into abuse where people were making decisions about relationships, jobs, locations of living, uh, how much they were giving, the whole nine yards, okay? Pastor Ken was a huge fan of the shepherding movement. He just didn't know it was called the shepherding movement. He just liked the control. So he would say to us, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm. You can't speak against me. It's okay that you took down the rabbi, but you can't do that to me. Let me give you, I'm going to read you a scripture. I'm going to show you where the error is so that everybody can understand how deep the fallacy goes. This comes out of Psalm 105, and this is verse 8. And I'm going to show you something that a lot of people won't show you because they don't understand the word context. Verse 8 in Psalm 105, he has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham, his oath to Isaac, then confirmed it to Jacob, to Israel, to who? To Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan and the portion of your inheritance, when they were only a few in people. Very few and strangers in it. And they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people. He allowed no one to oppress them, and he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, Do not touch my anointed one, and do my prophets no harm. In context, touch not my anointed ones and do my prophet no harm is all the people of Israel. And God was telling all these different uh, Gentile nations, don't touch my people. Don't touch my people. You touch my people, you're going to be in trouble. Bad, bad, bad. Don't do that. I'll blow you up. I mean, it's just like that kind of thing. And what the pastors have done is they've taken that verse out of context, even though it refers to the people of God. And you think, wait, 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 are you telling me it's not the leaders? Touch not my anointed one. Christ means anointed one. Christians is anointed ones. Specifically, that passage is about people who don't believe in God touching God's people. That's exactly what it's got nothing to do with a pastor by himself. 770 KAAM Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.